0: Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Inside Job Podcast with Mikel Brand Oliver. The Inside Job Podcast will share light, love, and lessons to support you in loving and valuing yourself from the inside out. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to episode eight of the Inside Job Podcast. Thank you for listening and for your desire to grow in your journey of being emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually well. I am McKell Brand Oliver, and I'm growing right along with you. Every Monday for the next two weeks of season one of the Inside Job Podcast, I will share light, love, and lessons to help us unearth self-love from the inside out. Subscribe, rate, and review the Inside Job Podcast and share the podcast with those in your circle. I would love to see you and connect virtually on Thursday, April 22nd, 2021, from six to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Inside Job Kinship. So kinship is a free space for all, no one is excluded. And during kinship, we'll connect and learn from one another, share personal definitions of self-love, defining moments on our journey, and key takeaways from season one of the Inside Job podcast. Tickets are available at insidekinship.eventbrite.com. That is insidekinship, You can also access tickets for Kinship and downloads from the podcast at www.striveforimpact.com backslash podcast, no I in impact. All right, beautiful people, let's get into this mindset check-in for episode eight. A mindset check-in is a temperature check of your heart and your heart is the nucleus of your entire being and drives your mind, emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. Proverbs twenty-one-two states, a person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. The mindset check-in for episode eight is, what makes you feel most like yourself? What makes you feel authentically you? I feel most like myself when I'm singing loudly, and I swear I can sing. And I know y'all hear the range in the drum roll, please riff that I do but I like to sing real songs and ones I make up on the spot and just tapping into the silly uninhibited side of myself that is usually buttoned up for professional purposes and slowly reveal when I get to know people. My silly self makes me feel most like me. I grew up as an only child. I have two sisters that I didn't grow up with. So entertaining myself Playing alone and having a world of adventures that started in my head and got lived out with my dolls, my friends, and my childhood dog was me being my most free and creative self. I still have a world of adventures that swirl in my mind. And every day I'm blessed to creatively and innovatively use my mind and gifts. But I could definitely take more time to be silly, to sing to my heart's content, And tap into the pieces of me that have been dormant and conformed to adult life. This week, reflect on what makes you feel most like yourself. And if possible, tap into that. Write or audio record your thoughts. Share them with someone and ask them the same question. The topic for episode 8 is drum roll please y'all heard it i know you did connection the power of partnership if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together when i first heard this quote y'all my spirit was immediately convicted Going fast and going alone was my preferred method of operation. And if I'm being very real, it is my default method of operation. During certain seasons, I preferred to go alone because I was doing things I didn't want people to know about. So going alone was a covering for my mess. In other seasons, going alone represented a transition. Transition of location, friendships, interest, desires, relationships. On many occasions, going alone was a defense mechanism, a way to protect myself from being vulnerable, from letting others in and exposing deeper chambers of myself. At other times, going alone was a time to retreat and align myself with who God was calling and pruning me to be. As often as I have and still have periods of going alone, the meaning and fullness of my life has been maximized by going together. The depth of self-awareness and realization of my purpose has come from going together. The depths of my insecurities and proclivities has been exposed by going together. The trials and triumphs in my life that have been faced and celebrated came from going together. The connections we have with others isn't just nice to have, it is a necessary component in our development and our destiny. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10, Solomon writes, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Connection and partnership is essential in all forms of relationships business relationships, spiritual relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, familial relationships, etc. And some of us have overlapping relationships where maybe your spouse might also be your business partner and your best friend and your partner and purpose and your spiritual partner. Or your spouse doesn't fit in any of those categories, not best friend or partner and purpose. And that most certainly indicates an area for further exploration. And if you're not married like moi, your connections are more than likely rooted in your family friend circles, from various stages of life, maybe your church family, maybe a community that you're a part of based on your multiple identities. Your relationships are rooted with those whom you work with or share affinity with, or someone you're partnered with romantically, or all the above. Whatever the connection is, who we are connected to and who is connected to us and how we nurture our connections with others has the power to yield bountiful blessings or toxic tribulations. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Queen Esther found in the book of Esther. Christiana, I see you. And the story of Esther crystallizes God's favor, love, and the power of partnerships and wise counsel. Esther was orphaned at a young age and her cousin Mordecai adopted her and assumed the role of father and guardian over her. And Esther was beautiful. Esther 2-7 says that she was beautiful in form and face. And the king during this time was King Xerxes. And on one occasion, he threw a big party, flexing his wealth and splendor and sipping hard And during the party, King Xerxes called for his wife, Queen Vashti, to come out so he can flaunt her and show off her beauty. Queen Vashti wasn't having it, though. And the king was heated and humiliated that Queen Vashti would not come out so he could parade her around. So the king's seven advisors who were closest to him, these advisors were connected to him. They gassed him up. They pulled out the laws and the policies of the time and pretty much say, "King Xerxes, Queen Vashti has to go. She can't play you like that and have the women thinking they can make decisions on their own. And the king heeded to the foolish counsel of his advisors because it fed into his emotional state. So who he was connected to advised him foolishly and led him to make an emotional reaction and queen vashti was queen no more but this closed door was an open door for esther so now the king is in search of a new queen and this idea was ignited by the same seven who led the king to depose meaning remove from office suddenly queen vashti and esther was selected to be prepared as a prospective new queen and everywhere Esther went she found favor and Esther stood out among the rest not just because of her physical beauty but because of the internal beauty of her character that set her apart Esther was gracious she was teachable and she was obedient to the counsel and example set before her through Mordecai Esther and Mordecai's connection and partnership was catalytic in not only Esther being the new queen, but in saving the Jews from destruction that was ignited by foolish, selfish, and self-seeking counsel and connections between King Xerxes and his toxic friends and advisors. Esther's connections and relationships were life-giving, life-saving, and life-changing. In the face of adversity and peril, the relationship and connection that was built on love, trust, compassion, obedience, and mutual respect and support saved generations and left a legacy. The relationship and connections built on comparison, Jealousy, self-servingness, and wickedness had people prepare graves that they had planned for others that end up being their own. Our relationship and love for God and for ourselves is an extension of our relationship and love with others. In Mark 12:28 through31, a scribe asks Jesus, "Which commandment is first and most important?" And Jesus answers him and says, "The first and most important one is, "Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, thought, understanding." and with all your strength. This is the second. You shall unselfishly love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. To love your neighbor as yourself, you have to love yourself. The more we grow in our love and relationship with God, And flow in love with our relationship with self, the more we can tap into the power, purpose, and possibilities of meaningful connection and partnership with others. Nurturing our connection with others from the overflow of love in our relationship with God and self is so vitally important. Because you can have a gang of relationships and connections and feel more lonely than ever based on your relationship with God or lack thereof and your relationship with self and lack thereof. Your relationship with God is essential. But when we make our connections and relationships an idol Meaning, we worship and center our relationships in the place where God belongs. We're pursuing a path of connection that is not aligned to how God created us and what He planned for us. There is no relationship or connection that supersedes your relationship with God. I know you love them, they raised you and stood in the gap for you. I got it. I know that's your child, that's your baby. I know you've never met anyone like this before. I know the connection has saved your life. I know you've known them for 53 years. I know they helped you grow into the person you are today. But God is the main source and your creator. He is first and foremost over anyone and everything. Cultivating your relationship, intimacy, knowledge of, trust in, and obedience to him will make all of your relationships and connections flourish according to his will, plan, and purpose for your life. But when you place your connections at the throne and center of your life where God should be, your supply will run dry and you will be subjected to feeling living, and existing no further than your relationships will take you. And one thing I am certain of, people and relationships will let you down at some point. As powerful and necessary as they are, people are human and relationships require consistent emotional deposits, nurturing, and intention. In episode two, What You Feed Grows, I shared several questions to help us assess the health of our relationships and connections and how we contribute to the health or hindrance of our connections. It might be useful to go back to episode two and pair those questions with the insights from this episode. But in considering your relationships, connections, and partnerships, and I use all three of those terms interchangeably, Keep in mind these two reasons why partnership is essential to your life. One, we were created for connection. And two, iron sharpens iron. We were created for connection. Matthew five thirteen through 16 reads, "'You are the salt of the earth, "'but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? "'Can you make it salty again?' so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. The core of your life mission, your life purpose, and the impact you were designed to make on the world involves people. We were not created to live in isolation and keep a barbed wire fence around our innermost parts. Meaningful connections are part of our purpose in life. It is the vessel by which we witness for Christ, share our stories with others, and draw people to God's love and light. The lessons we've learned, stories we've lived through, and what we're going through and grow through is not just for us, but also for others. Cultivating meaningful connections in our life requires intentionality, vulnerability, In a willingness to be challenged and uncomfortable and possibly excluded for the sake of becoming who God has called you to be and the mission he has entrusted you with. So if you take inventory of those who you're closely connected to right now, they should be growing into refined and improved versions of themselves. And so should you. The conversation, desires, aspirations, and discipline within the connection should evolve and expand. The counsel, encouragement, and investment should be life-giving for everyone involved. If not, check your heart, check your life, and check in with God about it. And people are dynamic. We're all dynamic. And that means we shift and progress. Sometimes we regress. And it is possible to outgrow a season of friendship in connection with a person or group or community. It doesn't mean there isn't love there, but you can arrive at a place where your journeys are aligned for the next phases of life. And this doesn't give you a one-way ticket to I'm good and doing me land, which I have liked to fly too often. It means that the new connections that await you will emerge or former connections will develop into deeper places. Whatever the case, we were created for connection, regardless of age, status, and background seek god for discernment and wisdom as you strengthen current connections embark on new connections and move on from familiar connections the second reason why partnership is essential to life is iron sharpens iron proverbs 27:17 states as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend iron sharpening iron represents accountability refinement and becoming better sharper and improving effectiveness through loving and growing relationships esther and mordecai iron sharpens iron represents closeness and intimacy it's allowing others in to see the real you and accept them sharing hard truths for your ultimate benefit and best interest and you doing the same for them. Intimacy is a deep closeness in relationships. I've heard intimacy referred to as into me you see. Powerful partnerships involve intimacy and closeness. And there are many forms of intimacy physical, emotional, recreational, intellectual, spiritual, creative, experiential. And powerful partnerships that involve intimacy and closeness aren't one dimensional and are not to be shared with a whole gamut of people, right? You apply discernment. But as believers, It's vital to have intimate, godly relationships as you grow in your journey. Relationships with people who invest in their walk with God and are striving to live according to God's will, plan and purpose for themselves. People who give counsel rooted in the knowledge of and wisdom of God's word are game changing in your life. Now, I ain't saying sis or your main ace has to be a Bible scholar with the what would Jesus do bracelet. (laughs) But having relationships in your life with people who are aspiring to live God influenced lives is significant. You don't have to be at the same point in your walk with God as them, but you both or all of you should be moving forward. And seeking out godly relationships does not mean you become a Pharisee and start evaluating and judging and assessing other people's lives to determine, are they really saved? Do they really love God enough for me to be hanging with them? No. You evaluate yourself consistently. Yes, you observe the way someone lives, their integrity, their character, how they honor their word, how they seek God for their direction and guidance in their life. And you also demonstrate and exemplify that in your relationship, if that is indeed the case for you. So this isn't about assessing and judging and seeing if people measure up. The key is to ensure that you measure up to who God has called and created you to be. When I think back to seasons of friendship, when I had two feet in foolishness and one hand on the Bible, the connections in my life that were also knee deep in foolishness encouraged me deeper into harmful living. And it wasn't an encouragement like, yeah, girl, go ahead and do it. And sometimes it was, (laughs) but it was more so the life they were living that encouraged me deeper into foolishness because the life they were living was soaked and saturated in foolishness. So if I called them and they just explained how they knowingly ran another lap of sin and disobedience, based on where I was, I was like, you know what? Let me get my coat and shoes and join you. There was no iron sharpening iron going on there. As Pastor Todd Of Transformation Church says we were both wood for one another. And when iron hits wood, the wood becomes damaged and the iron becomes dull. Having connections that sharpen you and you them and push you to be all God has called you to be are nurturing to your soul and necessary for your purpose. Proverbs 27, 6 states, faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of love and concern. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful because they serve his hidden agenda. I hope you'll consider joining the Inside Job Kinship on April twenty second, two 2021 at 6 p.m. to form new connections or reunite with familiar connections to sharpen our collective journey of self-love. This week, I encourage you to do three things. One, reflect on the mindset check-in. What makes you most feel like you? Do what makes you feel most like you. Share your response with someone and ask them the same question. Two, Check your calendar and if you're available at 6 p.m. on April 22nd, 2021, get a ticket for you and a friend for the Inside Job Kinship at insidekinship.eventbrite.com. And lastly, return next week for another episode of the Inside Job Podcast. proud of you i believe in you and i would love to hear from you you can connect with me at mikel at Striveforimpact.com. that's mikel m-i-k-e-l at strive for f-o-r impact m-p-a-c-t dot com no i in impact be sure to rate the inside job podcast leave a review subscribe and share i love you keep going